Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. Good to be with you. I pray that you had a wonderful weekend, and um, we are looking forward to being with you all week. Uh, We did a little traveling last week, and we're back with you this week. Um, And so we're live, and you're able to call in with anything on your heart. And I repeat, it never needs to be what we're speaking about. The the, uh, heart of the matter is the matter of your heart. And you can call in, text or email, and we'll begin to take your calls and your emails right after the first break. And the toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483. You may text at that number as well or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. I made a terrible mistake um, last week. I think it was Friday, and I was um, referring to a particular ma- magazine, and I've got it in my hands now, uh, whose entire subject was rescuing, rescuing our children. Special report on education from the New American magazine. New American. Their subtitle is that freedom shall not perish. New American. And I think I quoted uh, a line and said it. someone called in with a question on what magazine I was reading, and I said America magazine. I just couldn't. I realized it right after the program, and I called in, and I asked a correction to be posted on, on Facebook, but uh, it's new. You don't want to read America magazine. The editor of that is... Um, Father James Martin, who is speaking all over the world on the LBGTQ community, wanting to make homosexuality and every other distortion normal. Why he's not laicized, why he's a priest that is not only allowed to speak at Catholic parishes and Catholic venues, but is invited by some Catholic bishops even here in America is beyond me. Uh, those bishops shouldn't be bishops. Father Martin should not be a priest. And the evil is is just simply being allowed. Um, I guess um, uh, talk about pulling the wool wool over the sheep's eyes. Uh, It's really uh, dangerous. It's awful. It's heretical. Um, It is... uh, looking to destroy the church and change God's moral law and change his plan. So I'm looking rather at, here I'll show it to you, New American Magazine. Um, We ordered this particular issue, Rescuing Our Children. And it's been a while since I've read it and um, to you, and we certainly did not get through the article. So what I'd like to do is start at the beginning for the many people who have asked about it and then read it through. We'll, we'll just, what we don't finish today, we'll finish tomorrow and the next day, but we'll always stop for your calls and questions. Okay, I will read it then. And the, uh, the beginning summary um, says, 
the education fight between those who want to provide solid schooling in the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. Most children don't even know what the three R's mean anymore today and other subjects, and those, so again, the education fight between those who want to provide solid schooling in the three R's and other subjects, and those who want to change kids, I hate that word kids, children's core beliefs is culminating. Um, And this is, of course, in the public schools, but through the very dangerous and heretical Amazon Synod scheduled for I think October 6th, right through the 27th, is um, threatening to do the same, beloved, Um, within the church. Let me read this article. It's by Alex Newman. And he says, there is a slight struggle ranging right now upon which the future of America and her liberties depends, literally. At this, at its core... The struggle revolves around all who will be responsible for children and their upbringing. Ultimately, there are only two options, parents or government. Parents, I beg you to listen to this. If you forfeit your children, if you send them to public schools or Catholic or private schools that do not uphold the Catholic faith, you are um, succumbing to the evil and you are handing your children over to evil, and you are um, um, turning from your vocation as a parent. It's very serious. You could say, Mother, keep your opinions to yourself. We know you're conservative. No, 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 no. I'm not conservative. I am Catholic. End of story. I am not. I'm simply Catholic. And your vocation is to bring your children up for heaven and to give them to other people to raise and to educate is to give them to the devil unless those people are truly Catholic and are going to teach your children morals. More than 20 years ago, I, I um, uh, let me just continue the article here. Uh, right now, government appears to be winning. It is gaining ground with each passing generation and with each passing day through the public education system. But if luminaries of the left get their way, this is only the beginning. The end goal goes far beyond education and touches every aspect of life. More than 20 years ago, Hillary Clinton published a book called It Takes a Village. The key takeaway from the book is that the raising of children needs to be viewed as a collective responsibility and that the government must take a much more active role. I'll tell you, beloved, when I was a child growing up in my Jewish home in Brooklyn, I went to public school, and we traveled the trolleys in Brooklyn, um, buses and trolleys and trains. And the community did take an interest in the children and how they were raised. Because if a young man was sitting on the bus or the trolley and an elderly woman got on, another elderly man would tell that young man to get up if he had to, he shouldn't have had to, and give the woman her seat. And if he refused, I watched this, 
an elderly man came over, slapped the boy across the face, and pulled him out of that seat and let that elderly woman sit down. That's the community that raises children in right morals. No, he was not arrested. No, the boy didn't press charges. The boy had to deal with that uh, when he got home from his own parents because that is what was respect. This was normal. You don't sit while an elderly woman stands. Today, elderly women get on a train or a bus, and young people are sitting, boy or girl, man or woman, and it doesn't, they don't give them a thought, and nobody tells them to get up. The society is so degraded. Respect for life is lost, all but lost. <clears throat> More recently... MSNBC host Melissa Harris-Perry did a segment going even further. Quote, she says, we have to break through our private idea that kids belong to their parents. Listen to this. Or kids belong to their families. Beloved, this sounds like a simple speech that you don't need to agree with. This is the devil's plot to destroy the family and the church and civilization, and it begins with the family. <clears throat> Can you imagine that? <clears throat> a public statement? In the past, this would have said, uh, been said behind closed doors with soundproof. Now it's published. We have to break through our private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities, she said, end quote calling for the rearing of children to be, quote, everybody's responsibility and not just the household. End quote. Beloved, if that does not frighten you, um, I don't know what to say. You have little or no idea of God's plan for the family, for your, for your children, for civilization. He created the family not a village to raise children. <clears throat> the year before that, that was the year before Hillary Clinton published the, vo the book, um, sorry, um, I lost my spot. The year before that, U.S. Secretary of Education Arne Duncan proposed government boarding schools, saying there are certain kids we should have 24-7. That's it, beloved. The enemy wants them 24-7. Of course, the idea is not new. In 1932, American Communist Party leader William Z. Foster, in his book, Toward Soviet America, that's what this is about, beloved, Toward Soviet America, outlined similar goals, quote, among the elementary measures... The American Soviet government, the American Soviet government will adopt um, to further the cultural revolution are the following, okay? Among the elementary me measures that the American government, the American Soviet government, socialism being proposed at this point by every candidate for president on, on, uh, of the Democratic Party. Among the elementary measures the American Soviet government will adopt to further the cultural revolution are the following. 
the schools, colleges, and universities will be coordinated and grouped under under the National Department of Education and its state and local branches, he wrote. Quote, the studies will be revolutionized, being cleansed of religions, patriotic and other features of the bourgeois ideology. The students will be taught on the basis of Marxian dialectical materialism. That is atheism, beloved. It is socialism. It is atheism. It is materialism. Internationalism and the general ethics of the new socialist society. That is what's being fought fought for in the United States, beloved. That is what Our Lady of Fatima warned against, and that is what currently has utterly, all but utterly destroyed Venezuela and other communist lands. The article goes on. Indeed, dictators have long understood that shaping the minds of children is the surest method of keeping power. Beloved, if you're a parent, that is your power. That is to say, influence, power in the lives of the children. He alone who owns the youth gains the future. Let me reread this. Indeed, dictators have long understood, and they're right, They've long understood that shaping the minds of children is the surest method of keeping power. So if you send your children out to school, just about any school this day, you are are putting them uh, within the surest method of destroying them. You are to keep the power with your children, parents. You are to teach them. The article says, as national soci- socialists, that is Nazi, t- tyrant, tyrant, sorry, as national soci- socialist, which is Nazi tyrant Adolf Hitler, I'm not speaking well, Adolf Hitler, Hitler put it, he alone, quote, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. And that's how he started with the youth. <clears throat> It is almost self-evident that anyone interested in subverting freedom in the United States and the worldwide, uh, subverting, I'm not speaking well today, subverting freedom in the United States and worldwide would use education as a means to that end. And that is exactly what is happening, as this special report will document beyond a shadow of a doubt. Beloved, if you have children, I beg you not to tune out. I spoke with someone recently at a very good Catholic school that they're very proud of. Are all their teachers Catholic? No. Are they uh, told that they must not speak against Catholic faith? They are not. Now, it may not be their plan to teach against the Catholic faith, but if they don't know it, how do they know what they're doing? How do they know what they're teaching? How does the school know the children are protected? And then I asked when it comes to sex ed, if they teach sex ed, and they said they do. And I said, is it explicit? Yes, from 17 years old on. This is insane. That is absolutely insane, beloved. You should not 
put your child in a school like that? Is it better than the public school? I don't know. Public school is more debased. It's it's more evil, for sure. But the tragedy is when you send your children to a Catholic school that teaches sex ed and all kinds of other atrocities, um, they think that they're getting Catholicism, and they're not. They think, or maybe the school has the core, C-O-R-E, government program in the Catholic school. Many Catholic schools have that program. And we've had calls, what do we do? Our school has the government core program. I say, get your children out of there. Well, shouldn't they go and we'll just teach them at home as well? No, get them out. It will destroy their minds. It is, it is designed to dumb our children down to destroy their intellectual capacities. They are not taught to think, and they are taught distorted information. The history books have been rewritten. They do not know the history of this country. They do not know the faith on which it was founded. I'll go back to the article. The battle over education is about more than just whether children will be properly educated. Education, it turns out, is the secret weapon of those seeking to build what they frequently refer to in public as a new world order. Do you hear that? Education. um, People say, well, I'm sending my child to a public school, but we're teaching them at home. Well, that may be fine. Um, That may be fine, but it, again, is beyond education. It turns out that education is the secret weapon of those seeking to build what they frequently refer frequently referred to in public as a new world order. And you think this is the evil of an atheistic government, but this is what's being proposed within the church as well, beloved. I don't think we have any idea how hot the water is with the little frog that's going to soon boil to death. I don't think we know how how hot the water has become. They not only admit it, they boast of it in public. The very future of the United States as a free and self-governing republic hinges on the outcome of this battle. After all, if the overwhelming majority of children in the coming generations are sufficiently indoctrinated, every struggle between freedom and tyranny will eventually be, be lost, every single one. That is the way the article puts it. Every period, single period, one period. Every struggle between freedom and tyranny will be lost. Taxes will go up, gun rights will be smashed, Tax-funded abortion will slaughter millions more children. Health care will be totally taken over by government. Our nation's independence will give way to globalism, uh, which our Holy Father is presently proposing and the Amazon Synod uh, is proposing. Property rights will be superseded by the establishment's vision of the common good. Biblical morality will be replaced. The United Nations will grow more and more powerful. And the Holy Father, beloved, uh, I'm not giving secrets away. 
this is all over the news. He has told us that we need to obey the U.N. To obey the U.N. is to obey the devil. It is not to obey Christ. Christ is the only one we are to obey. Christ and his church and those in authority in his church as long as they are teaching what Christ has taught. As the Apostle Paul says, you follow me as I follow Christ. It's unthinkable that the Holy Father would tell us to obey the United Nations. That is against our faith. That is against morality. It, is, it will lead us into sin. And people have called in, you can't criticize the Holy Father. I'm criticizing what he says. I'm not even criticizing. I'm simply stating a fact. It is against the faith. It is heretical. Do you tell your children to obey a gangster that comes into your home? Obey him, children. You would not. At gunpoint, you may tell him to do what the man says. I don't know. It depends. But you're not going to turn on evil TV programs and tell your children, I hope you won't, and tell your children to obey that sort of debauchery or evil. And you say, well, we can't, children can't criticize us, we're the parents. Oh, yes, they can. They are to obey you, but they are to obey everything but sin. And we are to obey the Holy Father in everything but sin. And if we go against the faith into a one-world order and are told to obey the UN, that is leading us into sin and the destruction of the Catholic faith. <clears throat> if we obey the Holy Father in those things that he says that are very wrong and that are heretical. There is nothing the Holy Father has said since he's taken office that is wrong, that is uh, um, in error and heretical. There is nothing that he said, beloved, that is binding on the faithful. And so we are not bound to obey. We are bound to pray for him, to respect him, to love him. Yes, we are. But we are not bound ever to obey error or sin. <clears throat> and we must point it out for the sake of the salvation of, of one another, of souls. <clears throat> Property rights will be superseded by the establishment's vision of the common good. Biblical, and this is now the Pope's language, beloved. This is now the Holy Father's language. The common good, our common home. It's frightening. Biblical morality will be replaced. The United Nations will grow more and more powerful. Name your issue and realize that if you stand... For faith, family, and freedom, hold on a minute now, <clears throat> you are going to lose over the long run if totalitarians control the education of children. This is not a religious magazine. This is not a religion. The, the, uh, the New American magazine is not a religious magazine. It is simply... American morality. It is 
uh, God's morality. Right now, um, it says you're going to lose. Let me repeat that sentence. I'm sorry. Okay. The United Nations will grow more and more powerful. Name your issue and realize that if you stand for faith, family, and freedom, you are going to lose over the long run if totalitarians control the education of children. And right now they do. Don't stay in the dark, beloved. This is not what's coming. This is what exists right now now. They don't even bother to hide it. That means almost 90% of American children are having their minds shaped by those who oppose God. Who oppose God, individual freedom, and self-government. Beloved, we're going to stop there, of course. Um... And we're going to begin tomorrow to tell you what the agenda is, which is sustainable socialism. It's evil, beloved. It's what Our Lady of Fatima came to warn us about. There's the music for our break. Call in toll-free with anything on your heart. Our lines are wide open. 1-877-511-5483. You may text at that number or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. This is Father Jacek Mazur. Please join me in a prayer to St. Padre Pio of Pietralcina. Beloved Padre Pio, through your visible wounds of the cross, which you bore for 50 years, you were chosen in our time to glorify the crucified Jesus. Because the cross has been replaced by other symbols, please help us to bring it back in our midst, for we acknowledge it is the only true sign of salvation. And in your kindness, please help me with my own special request. Amen. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. which show airs when on the Station of the Cross? View our programming grid at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. To Mother Miriam Live, beloved, I'm thrilled to be with you, and I love this moment after our first break when we have a whole half hour all to ourselves. And again, you may call in with anything on your heart. Uh, toll free, the number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, and you may text at that number or email uh, at mother at the station of the cross. Um, Dot com. We have a call on the line from Mark um, in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, Mark, are you there, dear one? Yes, Mother Miriam, and I want to thank you for your ministry. I want to let you know that I support the Stations of the Cross and Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope with both prayers and alms. Oh, that's, um, that's my just question is my- beautiful, Mark. I just want with all my heart to thank you. We all have to stick together. God bless you. Thank you, Mother. Uh, Mother, my my own mother just recently passed, and I was very blessed to be able to arrange a mass Christian burial for her. We were thrilled about that. Um, It's come to my attention that uh, something that I want to do and wanted to ask if it's appropriate was, should I arrange and purchase to have uh, 30 Gregorian masses said in her name through one of the societies that offer that service? so that um, there are those masses done in a row for one to see soul uh, that she yeah. may enter into glory. Mark, I could not say a greater yes to that. I did that for my own sister, actually, and it's a very beautiful, beautiful thing to do. Um, a number of orders that... Um, uh, a number of orders that... Uh, what do I want to say? That offer that... Um, are often so filled, you know, that uh, it, it might take a while to get on their list, but but perhaps not. I would I would do that. I would do that. So I think it's a beautiful well, thing to do. And the other question is, in terms of, uh, I'm very interested in purchasing an appropriate Catholic newspaper. I don't know uh, if the National Catholic Register is is one of the tops on your list, or do you have others that you recommend, Mother? Well, I, I would recommend the National Catholic Register. Tell me, uh, what what sort of parish are you attending now? Well, currently, <clears throat> I have attended Latin Masses uh, in mm-hmm. the past. I will okay. tell you, it, it is kind of a struggle for me to be able to participate, uh, only because it's been uh, Vatican II happened. I was born in '59. So I, mm-hmm. I did not have an opportunity to, to explore that. I do go to a, a I believe it's Novus Unum Parish. Uh, sure, but no problem. I'm trying to be a, a Catholic in the, in the sense of the word that I believe that you have talked about today. Yes, okay, very good. Um, the National Catholic Register is fine. I would recommend two others that are a little more traditional. Uh, Catholic, National Catholic Register, I don't hesitate on. Uh, a little more, a little stronger, a little more traditional are the Wanderer and the Remnant, the Remnant newspaper and the Wanderer. 
They're going to be more strict, more traditional. You might get a copy of each or two, and then you could see if you wish to subscribe to either or both. But you're also fine with the National Catholic Register. Very good. And Mother Miriam, I have to tell you that your discussion on the Holy Trinity, uh, I believe it was last year, I, I, I just need to replay that podcast and listen to it. It was so filled with catechesis that I was mm. just brought to tears with how much that I learned. Oh, you know what, Mark? I, I bless God for that. I have to. I had to go through all that to come into Christianity and then further into the Catholic Church. So um, it's it's truly... Um, it's magnificent, and and what many Catholics don't understand because they were raised Catholic and didn't have the need as I did to understand it so much. So, uh, I'm so glad, Mark. God bless you, my brother, and uh, we will also Thank say you. a prayer for your mom. Thank you, sister. Okay, bye bye, dear. Um, we have Beatrice on the line. Hi, dear. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Well, I'm 78 years old. God and, um, bless you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I listen to Catholic radio quite often. I'm not really looking for it when I turn the dial, but I run into it all the time, and I do stop and listen. Good. Because I do learn a lot of good things. Good. You know, by listening. Just like with you this morning, I agree with almost 90% of the things you've said so far. But I, I have one question. Sure. And, and I don't think I'm an island on this. There's a lot of us wonder why they call men. There's a lot of what, Be- Beatrice? Say it again. I didn't get your words. There is a lot of. Okay. There's a lot of us that wonder why men are called father in the Catholic Church because we've read in the Bible where it says that we're to call no man father. That's right. But, That's right. I understand. But they do, and I wonder why they they take it upon themselves to be called fathers, and why they think they're pleasing God when they're going against the teachings of the Bible on this. Um, Beatrice, uh, were you raised uh, by two parents? Yes. And what Daddy did you call? Preacher. What's that? My father, my father, my earthly father. He was your earthly, right? He was a preacher. Baptist well, preacher. all right, all right. And so, but God told you to call no man father. You just called your dad your father. Yeah, I know. You, but it's you, not the same thing. Why not? Because it has nothing to do with um, Christianity. Why not? Um, God has well, given see, you I'm your. Call- Let me say this, sweetheart. God has given you your parents to obey, your mother and father, and that is your commandment. And the only commandment to obey your mother and father that is uh, given with a promise of a long life. Now, um, we talk about uh, our fathers in the faith. We talk about the church fathers, right? from the early centuries, and we talk in the Reformation about uh, the fathers, and, and sometimes we refer to Luther and uh, Calvin and Zwingli and all of that as as our the church fathers. My, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, am I not your father in the faith? You see, um, earthly there are earthly fathers, physical, as your 
parents bore you, but there are spiritual fathers in the faith. Sometimes uh, someone will lead us to Christ, and we're forever grateful, and we may say, he's my father in the faith. You know, he's taught me, he's led me, I have salvation through his witness, and we call him our father. And that's what a, a priest is. A pastor is our spiritual father, and a priest is the same. Beatrice, there's the music for our break. Can you hang on till after the break? Yes, yes, okay. I can. Darling. Very good, very good, sweetie. We'll be right back. Don't go away. of iCatholic Radio are raving about our app in the iTunes and Google Play stores. One user says, It's exactly what I was looking for since having a closer walk with my Lord and my God. Great app for the living Catholic. Praise God. Nancy says, This is the best app. I have become a regular listener to it. I use it every day. I also play it all night long while we sleep. Get this app and use it. It will change your life for the better. Another user recommends iCatholic Radio, saying, So sweet a sound. This has allowed me to listen to Catholic Radio when I travel. What an awesome learning tool. Thank you. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, what are you waiting for? Visit your iTunes or Google Play store today. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails. And stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and we have a good 15 minutes together. We're on the line with Beatrice, but you're certainly welcome to call in uh, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483. Text at that number or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Beatrice, my dear one, are you still there? Yes, I am. 
All right, there. You know, Beatrice, let me just tell you that I'm so familiar with your question because I was an evangelical Protestant. I was raised Jewish, but then I came into Christianity through evangelical Protestantism and tried to save Catholics for 18 years before becoming one. And so I, I, I really understand that. You're, you're asking this in good faith. We're told to call no man father. And um, so why do we call priests fathers? But you know, dear one, in the same, uh, in the same uh, scripture in, in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus calls no man, says to call no man father, he also says to call no one teacher. And yet he commissions uh, the disciples to go all over the world teaching all that he's taught them, you see. And so um, the Father is used many, many times in the New Testament, and it, it doesn't always apply to a biological father. Um, it it um, uh, Stephen refers to our father, uh, Stephen, in the book of Acts, chapter 7, talks about our father Abraham, Paul speaks of our father Isaac in Romans chapter 9. Um, there's so many uh, instances of calling, even back in the Old Testament, um, uh, Joseph was made a father to Pharaoh because he was a spiritual leader. Um, so there's so many. If, if you wish, Beatrice, are you online? Can you get on the Internet? No, no. Oh, I didn't okay. want to get involved in all this stuff. Oh, I don't blame you. Don't worry about that one. I don't blame you, sweetheart. But um, there is um, it is an awfully good article there. If you have a friend that can go to Catholic.com and just type in Call No Man Father, you'll have all the scripture references. Um, what Jesus is saying in when he says, Call No Man Father or Master or Teacher, what he's saying is don't put anyone in the place of God. That's what he's saying. But he's told everyone to obey their elders and their fathers in the faith. But don't put anyone in the place of God, because the Pharisees were doing that, putting themselves in the place of God with the people. And Jesus was warning his disciples against it. Call no man father or master or teacher. In other words, don't put them in God's place. But yes, you're going to call your spiritual leaders father. Uh, the priests you're going to call father, your pastors um, those who are over you in the faith, those who have taught you, our church fathers, uh, there's nothing wrong with that language. It's a spiritual leader. But it's not putting anyone in the place of God. Jesus was correcting the attitude of the Pharisees when he said that. Thank you you go to so a Oh, you're welcome, dear one. Um, uh, so, okay, I hope that was helpful a little bit to you. Well, may I call back some other day sometime? I would love it, Beatrice, any time, any time. I'd love to Thank speak you. with you. Thank you. God God's bless you, dear you. one. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye, sweetie. We have a call on the line from Paul in Buffalo. Hi, Paul. Hello, Mother Mary. How Hello, are you Hello, Paul. Good to speak with you, dear one. Also, God bless on this feast day of St. Padre Pio. Yes, God bless you. Well, thank you. Um, I just wanted to try and uh, ask you, uh -huh. or and uh, kind of just get get out get out uh, uh, there, and I'd like to hear what you have to say about um, uh, when it comes to voting. And I don't uh -huh. know. Hopefully, I can. Can we talk about um, pro life voting? 
But of course we can. But in just go ahead, ask a question, because there's other people on the line, and we can't just open a wide subject, but we can, if you can bring it down to a question, we can, sure. Uh, okay, let me try and do that, then. Um, uh, so when it comes to pro-life voting, um, what, what I think we need to realize is that... Um, uh, the candidates that are not going to support pro-life are being exposed uh, these days. Now they're just coming right out and uh, saying that they're socialists right. and uh, agenda, you know. And, and then I, I, I want people to remember if they think they don't need to have a, you know, vote pro-life because um, there are people practicing Christians that don't think they need to worry about voting pro-life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also need to keep in mind that these candidates are these days being exposed, I think, by our Blessed Mother for uh, the, the type of agenda that wants to take away our religious freedoms. That's right. So would you agree? Would you agree with that? I mean, I agree 100 percent, Paul. Yep. Yeah. I agree and, with you 100 percent. You know, there's you could, no. Like... Go ahead, dear. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Mother, I'd like to hear what what your thoughts are about that. Easy, easy for me. Without life, nothing else matters. If if you don't vote pro-life, you are voting for murder. Uh, Edward Burke, I don't know how long ago he lived, said the only thing needed for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing, to be silent. If we do not make the pro-life issue number one, nothing, not finances, nothing else, but the life of the soul, if we do not know what a human being is, if we treat a human being like a piece of cardboard that we could dispose of at our will at any stage of growth, then nothing else matters. So there's nothing more important than the life of a soul. And... It doesn't matter how good, what terrific policies anyone may have or propose. If they are for abortion, if they are for the murder of a child in her mother's womb, you need to stay away from them completely. Otherwise, if you vote, if you have a part of putting them in office, you will be committing, you will participate in committing the murder that they put into place. Yes, and yet, even though that's the case, um, uh, a practicing Christian with a good conscience, they still come out and say, uh, yeah, well, if I don't have one or my kid, you know, if I don't teach my kids that it's okay, it shouldn't matter that I vote that way. You know All right, I mean? it doesn't matter. You keep your children alive, but don't worry that other people's children are killed. Why should that be our responsibility? That's insane. Right. That's absolutely yes. and, insane. And, that's right. And so what I'm trying to say is um, that uh, we need to look just one more step beyond that and see that these candidates that support the uh, are, are in the culture of death, they also want to remove our religious freedoms. That's so right. Maybe that can, you know, so maybe that thought can help some people that are on the fence, so to speak, about the morality of uh, 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 saying it doesn't matter for me because I'm not going to have one. Maybe that 
one further step of understanding these are the same people who want to take away our religious freedoms. Uh, yes, good, you know, Paul. So your, your point is very them. good, and it's well made, and I absolutely appreciate it. Anyone uh, that goes toward abortion, I mean, they're taking away any freedom of that child. They're killing the child. Um, but anyone that goes toward abortion uh, matters that are against pro-life, socialism, all of that, they are voting to take away religious freedom. Anyone that votes for abortion, that votes for euthanasia, that votes because initially you may say people choose abortion, but there are forced abortions in this country. You may say that people choose euthanasia, uh, but no. Many of them, many elderly people are put together and children in some countries against their will. We are blind. Uh, it is a, it, it's, it's complete, it's the devil's camp. It is the devil's camp. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for your call, dear one. We're going to go to John now in Kentucky. Are you there, dear brother? Yes, Mother Miriam. Good, uh, good morning. Can you hear mm-hmm. me? I can hear you well. Thank you. Go ahead, okay. John. Okay, I'll try to get. I will try to get right to my question. I hear a lot of very well-known apologetics people. Um, they'll say that you know they have their family. They have four kids, and then through miscarriage, um, they have two more children in heaven. And I also hear that about people who are talking about the abortion issue and so on, that these children go straight to heaven, and they make statements like they are in the arms of Jesus. Now, I'm not trying to pontificate, and I hope and pray that they are, but is that what the Church teaches? No. The Church does not teach that aborted children or miscarriages or... Um, children who die uh, prior to baptism uh, go to heaven. Uh, The church has never, there used to be a a thought of limbo, but the church doesn't define limbo anymore. It, it, It teaches that those children are wherever God has for them if they're unbaptized. We don't know what that is. Um, There's no teaching that those children are in hell uh, or in limbo, or in purgatory, or in heaven. We do not know. Uh, we can, uh, uh, I, I can't say further. I mean, there are conjectures, but when when parents say, I have four on earth and two in heaven, um, I know we believe that uh, because we say it so often, but we, we need to say, I have six children, uh, two who are miscarried. That would be more accurate. Yeah, sometimes, sister, uh, mother, I, I, I really don't know how to um, react to that. And, you know, I don't want to correct everybody every time they say anything. I mean, I, at this point, I mean, you know, these are apologetic people that are, are known throughout the Catholic world. I just heard it the other the other day, and, and, and people that I meet, you know, and I don't want to tell a lady that's sitting there, she says, well, you know, I've had four miscarriages, so I have four angels in heaven in the arms of Jesus. I, I, I don't know. How do you react to that? I don't. What do you say? I do don't. Just I it leave go. it alone. I let it go because there's no point to my barging into that woman's life at that point and uh, causing her uh, whatever misery she'll be caused by that. It, what is is, and um, uh, I, I don't, I will not 
counter anyone who says that. But if we're having a discussion like you and I are right now, then we want to say, no, we, we, we don't know where those children go, but we know that God is merciful and perfect in his way, so we can leave them with God. It's the same way, uh, John, that I've gotten um, mass cards and other cards from religious organizations, and there's they put a card in there, and it says there's a there's a beautiful picture of Jesus, and on the back, it's titled "Safely Home in Heaven," and I wrote to the priest that's head of one of those organizations one day, and I say, "How can you tell people that? Why would you give them such a false hope? You let let them hope, but we can't say we know that." I said, they, we, if people think everyone's safe in heaven, then they're not going to get our prayers, which they desperately need. So you're doing the, the, those who have died a disservice to say they're in heaven, because if they're in heaven, they don't need prayers. And if they're not, they need our prayers. So um, when we have occasion, Paul, we could say it. But to a mother who says that, I just let it go, because she's been through well, a lot of suffering. Sometimes I'll say, well, you know, that's our hope. So I'm not wrong. I thought maybe I was cracking up a little bit. You know, I I, I get things wrong. Thank you very much for that. If you say, John, if you say that's our hope, you're not doing wrong. You're not doing wrong. That's our hope. And you're giving that mother or that family a tiny bit of a reality check. There's nothing wrong with that. I'd just be very sensitive to um, uh, the person you're speaking to and when and how you say that. Okay, well, dear one. Well, I just, you know, kind of wor- I, I worry sometimes because we, even with the abortion, well, all those kids, they're all in heaven in the arms of Jesus. And I go, hey, you know, that's yeah. a little much for me. Well, well it's a little you. much thank for the you. church, John. It's a little much. And <laughs> you can continue to say that. We can pray for that. We can hope for that. But anyone who dies without baptism... They are where God sees them fit to be, but we cannot know for sure that they're in heaven. You can say that to people very lovingly. Thank you, Mother. Okay, sweetheart. Okay, John. God bless you. That's our ending music, beloved. Um, And we will be back with you tomorrow. Live the faith with your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, beloved, don't be afraid to speak the truth. Speak the truth in love. But speak the truth, the eternity of souls is dependent on it. Okay, God bless you. We'll speak with you tomorrow.